Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of Still Figuring It Out. I'm your host, Kirsty. It literally feels like it's been so long since I last recorded, even though it's only been like two weeks, I would say. Yeah, it feels like it's been so much longer. I missed you guys, but it's been a really busy couple weeks, which I will get into. But I hope you guys are having a great Whenever you are listening to this, I'm currently recording this on Friday night. And I just, I mean, I say this all the time, but I feel like this week has just been so long. Like all these weeks seem to just be blending together, just like one continuously long loop. And it just doesn't feel like it's ever going to end. I don't know. I just, I had taken like five days off from my mom's wedding last week and I went back to work this past Monday and I've been working straight through and I have this upcoming Sunday and Monday off so I'm like already excited for tomorrow when I get to leave work because I can just relax well not really relax but like no I have to don't have to go into work for two days it's going to be so nice and then it's just like you think about going back and to know that you have to go back after that it's so bittersweet but definitely something I'm looking forward to but I just I have just been feeling really stressed lately. I mean, I had a pretty stressful week with just personal things. I mean, I know I say a lot of things on here that are personal and honest, but there are some things I don't need to say because it is a little personal to not only me, but to other people involved in it. So just for that, I'm not going to disclose anything, but it was pretty stressful midweek thing, but all is better now. Um, Thank God. But yeah, I just had this, I just felt like I had like a day and work was just stressful and I just came home and I had to do so many things. But like the first thing I knew I had to do was I had to buy Taylor Swift's, the physical copy of Folklore today, which I literally, after work, drove all the way to Target just to buy it. Like, and I was really proud of myself because that was the only thing I bought and I was looking at like the books and like furniture for my room which is so unnecessary, but I just, it's there, so I'm going to look at it, which is, like, such a good excuse, I know. But I came out with just that, and I was very proud of myself, and it, it just, getting to hear it in the car is just so nice, instead of just, like, plugging in my phone and doing that, and oh my god, I am already know that I'm going to have that CD be playing so long that it's going to start skipping, and I'm going to have to buy another one, so I'm already anticipating it, but I'm very excited, and I just, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I didn't give a lot of love to some of the songs on the album until I started re-listening to again, like, I completely skipped and slept on Mad Woman and Peace, and now I just, I love those so much, like, Peace is such a freaking good ballad, like, oh my god, and I'm proud to say I know most of the lyrics to all the songs, which, I mean, I could get into a whole episode on Taylor Swift, so this is not what even the episode is about. Clearly, you've seen the title. But I just had to say that that was a good thing that happened to me today, was getting that CD. So that was great. But I just, I felt just, like, so stressed and always, like, on edge. And, you know, I come home and I'm so tired and I don't feel like doing anything, which I hate because I just, I, well, I had to make dinner and I had to cook for my meal tomorrow for work and I was gonna sit where I usually sit which is like at a at the counter at the kitchen and I was like you know what 
it's still sunny out. I mean, it's just getting dark now because I can see out my window and my window is closed because there were dogs barking, which isn't bad because it isn't like boiling hot like it has been the past month, thankfully. Like I'm in pants right now for the first time in like two weeks, it feels like, and I'm not sweltering, which is great. But yeah, I just, I went outside and I sat on the porch and I watched like a YouTube video and I ate like that. And it was so nice to just be outside. I think like last Friday I went, um, cause my grandma has like a whole like setup with like outdoor chairs and everything with the cushions and stuff on it. And I read for like four hours and actually ended up finishing a book I was reading. And I just, I feel like I don't take full advantage of stuff like that. Like, I feel like I haven't been outside all summer, which like, I feel like I'm either working or I had Lyme disease to worry about, or I just had a really bad sunburn. I've just been so tired. And I really am hoping like my goal for the rest of whatever we have left of the summer before it starts to get really cold is to just go outside more. Like I went for a walk with my friend yesterday, which was nice because it wasn't too hot out and it was a nice walk and it was still light out when I was walking back, which was good. And yeah, I just, I want to just take advantage of more things that I've been passing over on. So yeah, I feel really great about being back. Obviously, if you don't know, I took a break from last week because it was the weekend of my mom's wedding, which it went really great. It was really hot out. Like that's the only thing I think about. It was just how hot it was, but it was so nice. It was so beautifully done. Everything was safe. Everything was good. It didn't last too long. It only lasted like maybe a few hours. Um, I did make my speech. I cried a little bit, but I made it through and it wasn't as long as I thought it was. And I did make my mom cry and I actually made a lot of people cry and a lot of people came up to me after and said how much they liked it. And that was a really good thing for me because I'm definitely not someone who can get up and say a speech in front of a room of people. So I was really, I was honestly really proud of myself for how far I've come and that, I hate saying this, but like that journey of public speaking because I am definitely not, like I have such severe social anxiety when it comes to that. Like I remember my senior year of college, I couldn't even present in front of a class about something small. And to know that I've been able to do that is just, it's a really good full circle moment. And I just, it was such a beautiful day. I loved my dress. I'm glad I didn't trip. Everything was just, it was worth the stress and the aggravation of it leading up to it. And I'm glad that it was a nice day um, for my mom to have. So I'm very grateful about that. But after the wedding, I went to, I drove up to where my friend's boyfriend, who's also my friend, where he lives, which is like an hour away. So it was fine. And we went to his friend's like little get together, like a little pool party. And it was so fun. It was the first time I went into a pool this whole summer. And I will say the only thing that I am a little like mad about is I've had my ear blocked ever since from like jumping in and just like swimming around and stuff. And my ear has still been blocked. It feels like when you're like going up on a plane and like ascending and descending it just it hurts kind of bad like having headphones in and like talking and stuff but 
regardless, it was very fun. I'm very glad I didn't throw up. I'm very glad I didn't have a bad hangover the next day. I am proud because I stuck with like cider. So I was really glad that I had that. Did I have a whole bottle of cider? Yes. Was it a good kind that I haven't had in like a year? Yes. So do I regret it? Absolutely not. But it was just really great to see people because I hadn't seen some of those people since my birthday party back in February. I hadn't seen my friends since my birthday party, like a lot of them. And it was just so nice to catch up with people and just have laughs and drink and eat and just watch movies and hang out because I haven't been down to my friend's area in like six years I want to say I think the last time I went down was like my fresh summer before my sophomore year of college which is crazy so it was just it was a really great a really great weekend it was really busy but it was a lot of fun and I knew that I wanted to just take that week off to just reset and have a good time and not worry about deadlines or things I needed to do and it was just it was really nice and Another thing is um, moving updates. So my mom has told me that we're at, she's actually been looking at places that are closer to where I live, which is great. And we've been she's been looking at places with her husband. It's so weird to say that she's been looking at places with her husband, but um, no places so far. Um, I've been trying to like look at some stuff too, but. You know, we're going to get it. It's going to happen. Probably going to be moving in a couple weeks, which is crazy. Um, I have no updates on things that I've gotten from my room because the only thing I basically need now is furniture. And I'm not obviously getting that until I both see the room and move into it. So I'm probably going to get it that day or like day before or something, which should be fun. I'm excited. But it's just I look at my closet and I wish I closed the door because it's giving me such anxiety of how messy it is. Like even like my clothes, like I was like, oh, I have like a whole bag like near my desk of stuff that I'm going to donate. And then I just look and I'm like, there's still so much shit in my closet. And I just I really need to stop shopping. And I say that as I literally just bought another shirt that I didn't need, but it was only eight dollars and it was really cute. Because I'm that kind of person that's like, if I see something I like and it's both a reasonably good price and it's something that I can wear with like more than one outfit, like I can wear with like jeans or a skirt or under or like with a sweater over it or something like that or like with different shoes, then I feel like it's a good buy and not just like an impulse purchase. So that's what I kind of say. And also because like my coworkers like, Give, are just like so good at making me buy stuff because she's like oh it looks so good on you like think of it like this and that and it's only this much and she's like I want to put it aside for you and I'm like well now I have to buy it because I feel bad and I've, I've literally bought like clothes like two days in a row and I'm just like I'm gonna do this thing now where I take my money out of my wallet and like put it away because I have got to stop buying stuff I mean it's nothing like bad or anything like I st- don't like spend like hundreds of dollars like all week I there used to be a time where I would only buy I'd only use money to pay for gas like I pay for gas and then the only big thing that I'm doing this week is going food shopping which is going to be a lot but I do it every other week so it's worth it but yeah I'm excited to be moving soon I'm just excited to get a different room honestly I've been I've been adjusting to it I've been 
getting into it better. I'm just excited to finally have a room that the furniture will be new and not from college and not tarnished or looks really bad. And I'm just excited for it to finally look like a room that is mature and grown up and it's Mayan and I I bought it all on my own and it's stuff that I can take to a future place of Mayan that I hope can get. I'm like manifesting this. I don't do stuff like this, but I really hope maybe this time next year that I can record this in my own space. And I'm really hoping that because I just, I'm going to save up so much and I want to, even if I have to get another job, I just really want to have a place in mind that I can call all of it. And I just really hope that I can look back at this next year during this time and know that things have changed and it's not in the same place. And you know, maybe it won't be and you can't always predict things and I know that I'm like the biggest person when it comes to planning stuff and I I know I can't do that anymore but it's nice to just it's something to think about and it's something to look forward to and to get to that place there are things I have to do there are things I have to change and I want to just work so freaking hard to get that accomplishment you know it's they always say like it's so hard to get there but once you do, it's such a good feat to make. So that's all that I'm going to say about that. Regardless, I am happy. I am preparing. I'm hoping that we do get a place around here so I don't have to be away from my friends or transfer to my job. So all fingers crossed. And I know that life has a plan. And no matter whatever happens, I'm just grateful for where I am right now and the things and people and stuff that I have right now because that's all that life should be about but you know more going into the segment but there is another way of how my summer has been and how it's been and felt different from last year due to COVID it kind of I mean obviously not a lot of things are open right now I don't want to be going to a lot of places clearly I find that I just the week days are spent just like at home sometimes during the weekends I'll hang out with friends but I really have not been to places or stuff like that which is so weird to think like this time last year I was out all the time and like hanging out with friends and going to bars and just going to restaurants or clubs and that's just not really a thing anymore I mean I kind of in a way don't feel like I miss it too much which is weird to say as someone who always like loved going to bars on the weekends and hanging out with friends all the time and doing this and that and it's it's a weird adjustment but I feel like I'm not I don't have really bad FOMO because for the most part everyone is kind of been following the same rules and lifestyle so yeah I mean another thing that's different this year's when it comes to relationships and trying to date during COVID and how it's been for me and as well as like my friends and all that and I really want to talk about just that during this episode mainly I want to talk about ghosting you have seen the title ghosting whether you have someone who whether you're someone who has been a part of it or you're someone who has done it ghosting sucks it is not something that I feel that people should do I mean I have both been someone who has had it happen to and I've also been someone who has done it to people and I 
have gotten called out on it, I'm going to tell you my stories about it. So I will put myself accountable, but I'll also say a big fuck you to the person who did it to me, the people that have done it to me. Um, I also feel like ghosting is the same thing for being stood up because they also didn't have the audacity to tell you. So I will get into all that. But it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but it's coincidental, that's the word, that I am recording this because my friend, he told me how he got ghosted by this girl and they were like talking and she just completely stopped talking to him and he told me today he texted me and he was like I just blocked her on my social media and he's like what do you think about that or do you think she's going to be mad and I said to him I said it doesn't matter if she's mad maybe she is maybe she isn't maybe she doesn't give a fuck or maybe she's pissed off at you but it doesn't matter because it's her doing that got her in the situation and you don't deserve someone that is going to do that to you and it's going to fuck with your mind and mess with your head um we nobody deserves that you do not deserve that if you're in that situation right now you have to get out of it you have to tell yourself that you are better than that and you are not gonna sit around and wait for somebody who's never gonna show up or who doesn't know what they want in life or is too much of a pussy to tell you that they just don't like you. And you know, I will admit that I, I've i done it because I've been too much of a little bitch to not say it because I'm, I feel like I get, I don't know what's worse. Is it worse for someone to tell you it's straight to your face or is it worse for someone to not say anything at all? Because I feel like they both hurt, but they both hurt in different ways. Because at least when they tell you to your face or they just admit it, it's that confirmation that you need to know like, okay, this isn't working. You told me you were honest because we love honesty. Even if it's brutal, even if it's harsh, it's honest. It's what they wanted to get out and that's fine. They told you they weren't going to hide it, which is what other people do. Cause then you're like, okay, so this person isn't talking to me. And then you get all these thoughts in your head. You're like, oh my God, this person hates me. I did something wrong. You blame yourself. When the real person, the real culprit is them. You shouldn't be blaming yourself for something that happened because you didn't do anything wrong. If anything, you were not good enough for them. You were better than them. They were not good enough for you. You were better off with this person. And it's probably a better sign that they did this to you than to keep going down that dark circle, that bad cycle. I said dark circle. I know. I caught myself on that so hard. Those are what I have in my eyes, under my eye bags. Regardless. I have just, I've heard so many stories of people, of my friends, like, talking about, like, dating, especially during this time. And I feel like so many more people are getting ghosted during this time because you can. And it just, you know, you can go on all these, like, Zoom dates or you can talk to this person for so long and then they just stop. And, you know, I'm not going to lie, I thought that would happen with how my dating has been, and I'm literally knocking on wood right now, so I'm not jinxing myself. I've been dating the same person for oh, shit almost eight months. Um, and immediately when like COVID happened, I was like, "Oh my god, we're not gonna talk anymore" because we didn't see each other for like a good month, month and a half. 
but we like we made it work with like you know we video chatted once a week we talked on the phone and I was like you know it's the effort you have to put an effort into any relationship into any time you're dating you have to put in the effort you have to communicate you have to try to be on the same wavelength and the same page with a person that's something that I've always struggled with even in a relationship not even just dating just like any of that in general and if you don't get a good vibe from somebody if you feel them slipping away then it's not up to you to be the 80% and them to be the 20% you have to have this 50-50 you have to have the half and half equilibrium together if that makes sense so basically if you see this person you're with the 50-50 and you see this person starting to falter they're going from 40 then they're 30, then they're down in 20. They're completely slipping away from you. They're slowly fading out into the distance. What that makes you do is it makes you try harder in the situationship, in the relationship, in the dating screen, the realm. It makes you jump to their extra that they've left. So when they go down to 40, you go to 60. Like, I'm I'm speaking math. I suck at math, but you know what I mean. They go down to 30, you go 70. They go down to the 20, you up it all the way to 80. You initiate the text, you call them, you make the plans, you reach out to them, and they're not putting in the work. That's like, I'm going to go into like the signs and tips and how to get through it and the signs that you're being ghosted, but if you are putting in more work than somebody and they're giving you nothing in return, that is such a surefire sign to get the hell out of there because they do not, they do not, they do not appreciate you well enough. You deserve that effort that you're putting in to be reciprocated by another person who can do it just as equal as you because nothing is worse Then always being the person to make the plans, always being the person to ask if they're okay or how their day was or giving them a good morning, giving them a good night text. You have to think about it to yourself. Like if you're in this situation right now, you have to think to yourself, you have to stop and think, am I always a person doing that? And if you are, then that's the sign right there that you need. And I know it's hard to let go of a person because you want to be with them or maybe you're like me and you're too afraid to let go of somebody that you might not know what your status is can you DTR can you define the relationship I don't know if you can especially in times like this like you don't even know what tomorrow is going to bring you don't even know what next week is going to bring you don't even know what the next hour is going to bring things can change in the blink of an eye and I think One thing is that I've learned to just kind of not really give a fuck and just live in the moment more. I mean, of course, I'll what one thing I usually do where like it's reciprocated back and forth is I'll text the guy that I was seeing. I'll be like, hey, hope you had a good week. Like you don't have to text every single day, but, you know, just to check up on someone to be like, okay, like, how's it going? I'll be like, okay, I this is. When I work, I get out this time. If you're free sometime this week, let me know. And then maybe they'll text back and give me the days that they can schedule things and say, okay, that one. And then they make the plans, pick you up, all that. It's effort. It's small. 
it's equal though you're reaching out they're they're reciprocating they're communicating back to you they're both as eager to want to be with you as you are with them but if you continuously do it every single day then that just kind of goes to show that you're only the one putting it through and it's not it's not worth it I from someone who has had it done it's not worth it and I look back at that time and I think to myself why was I so desperate to keep something going that was just going to crash and burn and slowly fade away with the smoke dwindling in the air why was I allowing myself to try to live up to this certain expectation I had in a relationship or someone that I was seeing when I knew that I could not see past a certain time or a certain time block, but I still went with it. It's a pretty sad thing to think about when you look back at it. If you look back at all your relationships and you're like, I really did that. And... You know, I never say that I regret a relationship because each one has taught me something, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. And it's taught me the things that I want and the things that I don't want in a relationship as well as a partner. And there have been lots of ups and there have been lots of downs. But sometimes I think of the ones and I just, why did I purposely put myself through that? Why did I self-sabotage myself in a way like that? But it's just, they're life lessons. They're lessons that are harsh are brutal, but they teach you growth. And you can't grow if you don't do things that scare you or things that are wrong. Because if you don't learn from those mistakes, you're just going to stay in the same bubble that you've had your whole life. And that's not going to teach you anything. It's just, if anything, it's going to teach you to be safe. It's going to teach you to not fall through on the line, to not do that bad habit or go in that wrong direction you're gonna stay in the straight line and it's gonna be quintessential and perfect and that's just not life I'm sorry guys I have to take a sip of my ginger ale it's not alcohol I'm waiting until my day's off to do that but I like burnt my tongue on my pasta tonight because I boiled the alfredo a little bit too long so like my tongue is like burnt but I need something to clear what's enjoy the asmr if there is some but yeah i just think back to my relationship sometimes like you know those times when you just are sitting down and you're like you're in like such a good like space and you're in such a good period of your life and then you just look back and you're like why the fuck did i date that person in college who just stood me up or why did i date that person as a rebound for my ex when I knew it was going to get me nowhere, but I just, I enjoy the thrill of it. Like looking back at myself two years ago, I like, I know why they say no one likes you when you're 23 because I experienced the fuck out of that. Even 24, like, I mean, I'm 25. I love this year. I don't like like the year year. Like, no, not the year that I turned 25. I like 25 in general. It's been good. It's been a good learning experience and a good growth but you know we think back to those times in our lives of certain people and we're just like god 
but I thought I would give a brief definition of ghosting of the term if you've never heard of it or you think you have and you don't know it fully or you just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So I got this from Urban Dictionary, which you know they're notorious for their quick whip definitions as well as examples in the sentences, but it's actually a pretty good definition and it pretty much sums it up well, which I'm impressed. So ghosting is when a person cuts off all communication with their friends or person they're dating with zero warning or notice beforehand. That basically sums it up and you know it starts out with no response in text or in calling or anything on social media. They slowly just start to drift away from your life and sometimes these people don't even know they're doing it which is kind of sucky. You know it seems like they're just like people that are notorious for doing it or they make the excuse of like oh I was busy or oh I wasn't near my phone and I just want to tell you something there has never been a time that I've been out with a guy where they have not been on their phone so if they make that excuse that oh I'm sorry I wasn't near my phone like I just want to let you guys know on something they see your message they may not have it on red but they see your message they looked at it they purposely chose not to answer it, not to acknowledge it, not to respond. And the whole thing you're thinking in your head is, why do they want to fuck with your head? Why would they want to do that? And, you know, we get this in our head too. Like, you know, I know so many people that do it. I'm a victim of doing it too. You know, someone, you send a Snapchat to somebody and then they wait an hour or two. I've literally had someone wait like hours and then as soon as they send it back, people are always like, well, why don't you just respond right after me? It's like, no, you have to equal the time that they did it to you or at least wait an hour or so long. And it's just like such a stupid thing. It's like when you go on a first date with someone, they're like, oh, I'll call you or I'll text you. And you, you exchange numbers and you have to wait like this certain amount of days until you text them back. And I just think, I think that's kind of stupid because I've been that person that's like, okay, I used to never be assertive when it came to like dating and stuff. And now I'm just like, Well, I was just like, okay, can I have your number or let me give you my number. And I'm sorry, but your Snapchat does not coincide with your number. Giving a number shows maturity. Giving a Snapchat shows immaturity. Like, get out of college. We're not in it anymore. We're done with that phase. We are grown. Like, I date guys that are at least a year or two older than me and they still ask what's your snap and I literally cannot tell you guys like yeah I use snapchat of course I'm I'm a human being I am a 25 year old I cannot tell you how many times I say oh I don't really use it that much or I don't like it I would just prefer like my number and I don't know why we got into this phase of being like I need to see all your social before I give you my godforsaken number that I've had since sixth grade like why does that have to be a thing? Why are numbers like so foreign to people? And why is like an Instagram handle or Twitter handle or my Facebook any better? Like you're going to find out my last name before you find out my phone number. Like, I'm sorry. That's just always been something that I just never understood. And I got off topic or I forgot what I was saying, but that is basically what ghosting means. So The main question is, why do we do it? 
Why are we people who succumb to doing it? And I am a victim of both doing it and having it happen to me. I've gotten called out for it. I've had someone blatantly admit that they did it to me. And I'm going to tell my stories. <laughs> Don't worry, that's getting here very soon. There's like a few. But I just want you to know. If you are in the situation, if someone has to wait to call you or text you back or doesn't know what they want in life, doesn't know that they want you, I want to just give you a little bit of advice. Get the fuck rid of them. We do not have time for indecisiveness. Either you want me or you do not. I am not an option. I am a choice. If you do not see me as that, then do not waste my time and exit the stage left. It is basic common math. Yes, I wouldn't have minded this when I was a teenager. You don't know what you want in life? I don't know what the fuck I want in life either. I am 25 years old. I know what I want. I have goals. I have aspirations. I have a plan. Do I know what I want to do tomorrow? No. Do I know, have a basic idea of what I want to do eventually in my life? Yes. Do I know I'm going to get there? Hell yeah, I am. And I want someone who is on the same page as me. If you are stuck, if you are stuck behind me running up to catch up to me and you're not on the side of me, going at the same pace, I don't want it. Find someone who can go your own speed. I don't want someone lagging behind me. I want someone holding my hand along the way, but knowing that they can let me go and I can do some things on myself, on my own. I don't want someone trying to catch up to me. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of someone taking so many stops and breaks in between as I'm continuously going. If I had to look back to see you slumped over, catching your breath, I'm not going to look back. I'm going to keep going and I'm going to forget about you. It's going to hurt. All things like this hurt. Believe me. I still don't know what the fuck love is. Will I ever know? I don't know. But one thing I do know is that I don't have time to waste on somebody who doesn't know if they want me or not. If you can't give me a yes or no, if you can only give me an I don't know, then that's your answer. My answer to you is no. If you can't give me that, or a maybe, if I'm not a definitely, then you're nothing. To put it in brief terms, to put it bluntly, <laughs> I am my mother's daughter. But... <laughs> So here comes a time of me telling my stories of both being the victim of ghosting and the culprit. <laughs> Those are probably the most same things. Both haven't been ghosted and been the ghostee. So I will talk about when I got ghosted. So this was my senior year of college. I had just gotten over this guy that I'd been dating. And I was talking to this guy on Tinder, probably. It was Tinder or Bumble. God. I mean, I've been seeing the guy, the guy I've been seeing I met on Tinder, so that'll tell you things. But I was seeing this guy 
I'm not even seeing him. We went on one date. We went like out to eat at a restaurant and we were there for like three or four hours just like talking. I remember we like could speak fully in like fluent SpongeBob quotes and it was just so great because you know on a first date like you either feel a connection with someone or you don't because you're like okay I want to see this person again or like no like that was horrible. You can tell on a first date and I pride myself in knowing like when something's good and when something's not like I've gotten better at it in life. And, like, after this date, I just thought to myself, this guy is really cool. Like, I want to spend time with him again. So we talked a little bit after. That was in November, I want to say. I want to say, like, in the fall. So it was, like, when we were getting ready for, like, winter break and stuff. So we talked, and then a month goes by. Nothing. Another month goes by, nothing. I, because I followed him on some social media, I posted a picture about like February break. I get a message. And I was like, like long time no here, like (laughs) a little too late, but I gave him the benefit of doubt because I was stupid and didn't know better and didn't know what ghosting meant at the time. So I was a stupid 22 year old gonna be 22 year old regardless it doesn't matter um then we hung out and I remember like I think it was after my ex broke up with me I drunk texted him that night and he was saying like how he admitted that he ghosted me and I was like I knew you did but yeah, I still wanted him to give me attention. I remember I would come back from the club at like 1 a.m. when I was drunk. And that would be the only way I would get his attention. It was just like texting him at that time. He would be up. It's like I feel like all guys like stay up till 1 or 2 a.m. Just so they can respond to your you up text or send it. Because they know you're waiting. And that's just so stupid. But I feel like they just all come together like that and do it. Which is just childish in my opinion. But I was like, you don't talk to me during the day. You talk to me when I'm drunk because I am not myself. Literally. Physically and mentally, I'm not myself. And you know that's how I'll get you to talk to me. When I'm so out of it. And I just thought to myself, that's so, like, bad. But, I mean, that's a pretty subtle one. I don't really have regrets about him he was just like he was an okay person I guess I don't have any bad things I remember this one time (laughs) I wrote an article and I purposely shared it so he would read it and he did (laughs) it was so funny I was so petty that's when I started I was like you know what I'm gonna get more ballsy and write about my relationships and I've never looked back at it I never look back because They've helped me. It's been my therapy to write about all the boys that I've <laughs> encountered in my life. But the next time I got ghosted was I actually got stood up. And I still count this as ghosting because you didn't have the audacity to say this to me. And I was so embarrassed. I was more embarrassed and angry than I was upset. So this was after my ex and I broke up. I started seeing this guy in December. And I remember our first date went so well. We, like, got drinks at this place in um, Newport. 
and we just hung out that night. I even like went to his apartment. I um, went to a New Year's Eve party with him at his friend's place up in Boston. And it was really, it was really good. And I thought to myself, this actually feels really great. And we dated for like a month, I would say, which like, oh, like a month is so milestone. I mean, at least in like my dating history, but regardless, um, I just like shitted myself, but you sometimes have to be honest with yourself and re, re look at things. But, um, yeah, so I remember it was like a Saturday that we were planning to hang out. And I also remember that I was, this is like another thing that I'm getting into, like the signs is that I was always texting him and I invited myself to the parties and like hanging out and stuff. And I just, Oh, it irks me just thinking about it. But, um, so I was, we had planned like this date with like dinner and like live music and the Saturday came around and I texted them and I was like, are you still coming to pick me up? nothing I heard nothing for three hours I waited on in my room sitting on my bed for three or four hours and I said to myself fuck this it is a Saturday night it's only nine o'clock I need to go out so I texted my friend I was like are you free and she was like yeah I was like let's go get drinks and so we went to the bar that we had gone to all the time told her the story (laughs) got drinks, told it to other people, got free drinks, got a free shot. And I also remember that was the night that I kissed my ex's brother, but we don't talk about that part. Regardless, I was in a very fragile state of mind. I was also drunk and high, but that's a whole different story. Regardless, the point is when a boy goes to you and stands you up like that, you do not wallow in your room the whole night. You can wallow a little bit, but you find people that love you for the person you are that that person didn't see and you go and have your own fun. You don't dwell on things not working out. You dwell on, you do not dwell on that. You have other chances and better opportunities with people that appreciate you. And that's what I did. And I had a better time. And I remember I woke up the next day to the worst apology ever and I still to this day talk about it with my friend who I went out with and I said it was the epitome of a college and job rejection letter because he signed his fucking name at the bottom of it I'm like I know who you are I mean the only thing I can vouch for thinking is that maybe he thought I deleted his number but like why I think I still have the text somewhere. I could not look it up for you for the world. Like if I could get it right now. But oh, dude. Like he was older than me too. Like you would think. Like I don't know the best age for dating guys. Because they're just as bad either way. And I don't date people my age. Like that's just a preference. But. And then the time that I ghosted somebody got literally called out for it. It was a weird situation anyway. So this was last year, like the end of last year. I was talking to this guy on Bumble. And you know what I hate is when someone is in your area and then it says that they're fucking thousands of miles away. Because it was like, a, oh, I was just down here for the weekend or visiting. And this is what happened with that person. He was like, oh, I just left today. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, would you still want to talk and get to know each other? I was like, 
okay, why not? Because I was just dating people at the time. And so I actually talked to him on the phone maybe like once or twice. And we talked for like an, a good, some good hours. And then we had like texted too back and forth. And he was a good person to hold the conversation with. But I just was like, I felt guilty at first for doing something like this because I thought to myself, I could not do it. I tried long distance, didn't work in my favor. And I was just like, you know what? I, I can't do it. And that sounds so shitty to say, like, oh, I couldn't do it. But that was just initially what it was. And then I stopped responding to him and all that. And I will never forget, he had texted me, like, after all the times that I didn't text him back. And he was like, well, it's clear to see that you ghosted me. I would have really appreciated if you had said how you felt. And I was just like, you know what? I can't even be mad at this person because... I was too much of a wimp to even respond to that. And he got the nail right on the head. So if anything, I didn't deserve him. I didn't. And I was a selfish person. And I I do feel bad about it now. I really do. And if I could change it, I would have been honest with him. I would have said right from the beginning, I don't think that this is a good idea. And I wouldn't have ended it. I would have said maybe we can be friends on good terms or just talk as friends and get to know each other that way and not try to strike up something more in a relationship type of way. But that is a big regret of mine. And, you know, I can preach about, you know, not doing it to people because it's shitty, but then you also have to be accountable of yourself and take action for that because... You know, as much as I can say, like, all oh, these people were shitty to me, I, in turn, was shitty to a person. And those ghost things that I talked about happened at least a year or two ago, and this one happened not even a year ago. So it's like, did you really change, or were you just mad about the fact that you had it happen to yourself, so you had to get revenge on someone that didn't even have anything to do with your situation? So I do feel bad about that, but... I want to talk about some signs that you are being ghosted, as well as tips on how to get through it. So one sign, obviously, is the no response to texts, and they drop and block you from social media. That's just a surefire sign. If you're the one that's always reaching out, I mean, I've said it so many times, just basically... Another one is that they are always busy and you're also always one making plans and reaching out. It's always a surefire sign. Like, and that's the same thing too that I've been saying. They're always saying that they're busy, but you see them on social media. and Like, that's the worst thing. Like, they want all your social media and then when they tell you you're busy, you can look at their snap stories. You can see their posts, their tweets. Are you really that busy? Because it just seems like you don't want to talk to me. And again, if you're always reaching out, if you're always being the one saying, hey, like, let's do this, let's do that, or hey, how are you doing? Just thought you wanted to catch up or talk, let me know. If you're doing that, it just, believe me, I know, it makes you look so desperate. And I've done that to people. I have been doing that to people. And you just have to realize 
you're going to get to a point where it's just going to be like kicking a dead horse. Whatever that term is. They're not going to respond to you. They're going to find ways to veer themselves away from you. And you have to be the smarter person and say, okay, I'm going to get off this boat. I'm not going to keep going. Another thing is, which also goes together with the things, is that they avoid you. Kind of just like, maybe this is a person, like this could be like something when it comes to like school or something. They not only don't respond to you, but they avoid you like in the halls or they avoid you in classrooms or they go different ways even though you have the same classes together. They don't, they don't come near you or when you're with them. They don't make eye contact when you're together. They're too focused on other things. Probably their phone that they say they're not on. They're focused on other things. They're not looking directly at you. Um, and another thing is um, when you're like starting to date a person, they don't talk about their past relationships. I am someone I literally talk about stuff like that on the first date because you have to get some of the awkward things things away first and it's okay to do I feel like that's totally fine to do just don't overdo it I would say like a good balance like you don't have to completely trash on the last person that you were with or that person you were with for a while but just be like okay like this funny thing happened but it was also with the guy I was dating like you have stories about that most of my drunk stories are with people that I were dating how do you think I got through the dating um, they have constant excuses and they also send you mixed messages. If when you're texting them all the time and you say all this stuff, like, let's hang out, they make excuses for it or they constantly tell you, oh, like I have this to do or that, or the reason they didn't respond is they had to do this or they had to do that. If they keep doing stuff like that and they pro- and they say to you oh I promise another time it's not going to be another time that's just their crutch to use on you for you to think that you have a chance to get your hopes hopes up and that's not it like and another big thing is they keep you a secret they keep you a secret from their family from their friends from all the people they know if you are introducing them to your friends and they're not reciprocating vice versa to everything they do not want you to be seen with them they want you as their own little thing and nothing more and you have to know and see those signs to know that that is not okay because you are deserving of someone who will flaunt you to people to want them to know that they are you to hold you like you are the god's gift And if they're not doing that, drop them. They're not worth it. I want to end on this with giving you guys some tips on how to get through ghosting, which are things I wish I had, but things that I've been learning. Offer yourself some understanding and sympathy. It is okay to cry. It is okay to wallow. Is it okay to stay like that forever and obsess over this person on the what ifs and whys? No, but it's okay to be sad about something. It's a 
thing that you thought was going to be something more and it didn't end up happening. You know, I think everyone gets their hopes up in a relationship. They hope that this will be the one that works. And when it doesn't, you feel sucky. You feel like you did something wrong, but you can't put the blame on yourself all the time. It goes equal. Sometimes it goes more towards them. Sometimes it might go a little more towards you if you're the victim, if you're the person who reciprocated it all or did that. But you can't dwell on it so much. One thing you can do, which is something I did, was talk about it with somebody. Talk about it with people. Talk it with a person. Write it out. Get your thoughts out. Just don't let it fester inside of you because that's the worst thing that you can do. If you have feelings that you have to get out, if you have thoughts that you need to express, say it. Scream it into the void. Talk about it with someone until their ears fall off. Write it down onto the paper until your fingers bleed, until you break your pencil. Type it on the computer until your fingers are so tired they cramp. Do whatever you have to do to make sure that this person is out of your mind. They're out of sight. They're out of mind. They're not in your life. It's like a thing that you do where you write a letter. You write it every, everything down and then you fold it up and you throw it away. It's getting all those emotions out. It's getting this person out of you. It's washing yourself away from them. To not have them be in it anymore. And if that's what you have to do, then... It's better off. And one thing, it's kind of this acceptance. It's better to think that they did it for a reason because it saves you from getting more hurt down the road. You have to look at the positive of it, as weird as that is to say. They ghost you for a reason. And maybe that reason is a better thing for you to know that you didn't have to put all of your all into it until you became so consumed by this person and maybe you stayed with this person despite things being iffy and wishy-washy what if you marry this person and what if down the road or a year into it or even months things didn't work out and you wasted your time on this person who was trash and didn't deserve an ounce of your love and commitment and time and presence and so much When you could have been putting it towards somebody else or other people or other opportunities. You have to think that this person did it for a reason. So you can say that, okay, this didn't work out. But maybe it's a sign from them in a pretty convenient way. It's like their gift to you. Them saying that, okay, so you don't want me. But someone is going to want me. And I'm going to find it down the road, but to know that it wasn't you is a good thing because I didn't have to waste any more time on you. I got to know the person you were by you doing this. So in a way, you're exposing yourself by being a piece of shit. Yes, I will admit I am a piece of shit for doing it. I apologize. I wish I could apologize to him profusely but to be honest I kind of forgot his name that's a different story I'm just confirming that I'm a piece of shit but 
if you can see the good in something that was supposed to be bad, then you're already on another level than that person ever was. And you're already on the road to forgive and forgetting. Most definitely forgetting because you do not have time to dwell on that. And I think the last and most important step is to just let it go. This relationship, this person was not meant to be. And as hard as that is to admit sometimes, it's better to know that you were able to walk away without any repercussions, any other way of getting hurt. And maybe it didn't end on the terms that you thought. Maybe it didn't have the ending you thought in your head. But for you to be able to say, I am a stronger person. I am better off and I didn't need them. And they did this to teach me a lesson. And I'm going to find someone better. And it might take some time. But I'm going to get there is so great and so mature and I just think that you'll be a lot more stronger when you forget about the person who hurt you and you know that you deserve better than what you had And don't ghost, you guys. If anything you've taken from this, do not ghost. Just be honest. Even if it hurts them, at least they heard from you. Just learn to do that more. Or learn to just be upfront with your feelings and your thoughts and your expectations. So I am so happy that I... I'm back. I am recording. I hope you guys have a good week. And if this has happened to you, I want you to know that you are not alone. And again, if you still do this, try to reconsider and learn from any of these lessons. Um, I know it's not an overnight thing, but I think we have a lot of shit going on in this world right now, you guys. Just be a decent person and be honest. It's cool to be honest. So just just do it. I hope you guys have a good night. I will talk to you all next week. Bye you guys. <laughs>